will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not, not lose. lose. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man, MH. He is the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. And here today, we're bringing you back inside the locker room to talk about topics in and around the game. MH, you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Man, man. So let's talk a little bit of Final Four, right, man? Like, the last past weekend was just kind of like, you know, the culmination of all the March madness. And we went into like just some, some really great basketball, but it was, uh, you know, on two different levels, man. So let's just kind of like run through it, man. You ready? Let's do it, bro. Awesome, man. So, um, let's start with the men, man. You know, we, we, we normally do things ladies first, man. We're going to switch it up, man. We want to just talk about the men's cause it's going to be a little, little, little briefer, man. Just kind of like the tides are changing, man. So just the first thing I guess I want to bring up was that the teams, um, that we had this year. So um, rattle them off for me. What were the four teams? I think um, we got uh, Miami, Connecticut, and uh, yeah, yeah, Florida, Diego. San Diego, and San Diego State. That's it, man. So first of all, had to be a surprise. Like no one. <laughs> we kind of joked about this on the uh, the live show uh, last month. Um, but uh, not many people's brackets survive. I don't think anybody had Florida Atlantic <laughs> going all the way on their bracket. No, I think that was a new one. I don't even know if Florida Atlantic had themselves going all the way on uh, on their bracket. But uh, uh, I think it made out to be good. I mean, you you lose. Uh, I think we all get excited about the the upsets when it comes to the the men's tournament, and uh, I think this was the first time in tournament history that. Uh, no number one seeds made it uh, at least, I mean, even to the Elite Eight around. So um, I guess that's excitement. And on the other end, I guess <laughs> that uh, reduces the uh, chance that your bracket is intact close to and, the Final Four. And it hurts my business, my day job. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, like, and it's it's funny because, and Colin Coward always says a lot of this, like, everybody says they want, you know, the, the number ones knocked off. But then when you get that, you know, that basketball, because, like, I've seen on social and I've seen people complain about, like, you know, the Final Four wasn't as, like, you knew, you know, once the Final Four was massed that UConn was going to take it all the way. Like, everybody, especially because they were on a run, where yeah. they went, like, 20-something straight, you know. Yeah, after. and all, they won every uh, tournament game by double digits. So. And so, you know, people just said, like, okay, like, at this point, it's going to be a UConn thing. And it's – and. I even heard like only excitement that happened in the final four was San Diego State's, you know, was a five seconds, less seven seconds on the clock that they dribbled down. And, you know, that was really the only kind of major excitement, you know, people were kind of saying just for the final four, I guess. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I probably agree wholeheartedly with uh, with Colin that, you know, the upsets are cute, you know, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty in the final four, you, you kind of want to see your your blue bloods or at least, you know, some stars that you'll you'll probably watch at the next level. Um, and, you know, being a, a novice, I guess, or a casual when it comes to college basketball, I, I don't know if any of those 
guys that were playing in the Final Four are, you know, a uh, lot of studs and NBA stars. And if they are, I'll stand corrected. But uh, I, I think that, um, I think that is a draw uh, for just a casual fan, and I don't think we had it this year. Um, so, and so now it starts to going. What's wrong with men's basketball, right? So you know, okay. Before I go there, let, yeah. let's do this. Before I go there, is uh, UConn a blue blood? Yeah, I think they've had the most titles since uh, the turn of the century. Uh, <laughs> I mean, including all the blue bloods, the the Carolinas, the Dukes, the Dukes. Uh, they got the five. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so they're up there, but like you know, a lot of people, you know, are are asking that question, you know, and then now, of course, them, you know, sealing the deal with with the fifth, with like what three different coaches or something like that. Yeah, and and, and you you touch on a, like a great point about it is that uh, you know obviously UConn the name is I think synonymous with basketball in itself right even on the women's side which we'll get to that you know mm-hmm. they're consistently good um but for the most part in those blue bloods you'll get one maybe two coaches that have been consistently there for wow. you know the 10 to 15 years and you know i know we had uh was my man uh ollie um and then we've obviously the uh, hurley and his family tree and then calhoun um back in the day uh three really good coaches three have three different styles of playing and um you know and i don't know if uconn has had to my point earlier the greatest nba uh stars with no no disrespect to like ray allen but (laughs) and you know kimba walker and i mean that's kind of what you had to show for a rip hamilton no disrespect so um those are kind of the main guys that you kind of had to show for uh in the nba rudy gay i'm gonna keep name i'm gonna keep remembering folks from you they're gonna slowly come out but that's the thing though right like it it has to be it's not just smacking your face as you think of right but it's 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 not it's not uh you know duke when it comes to kyrie irvin's or something of that nature right one of the you know john wall and all those from kentucky like you know what i'm saying you you, you get my vince carter north carolina like those are some some serious names when it comes to NBA basketball. And you haven't really seen that UConn. Shout out to Ashim the beat. Boy, that was my guy back in the day. <laughs> in the NBA though. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, so part of the problem, right, is, you know, most of your sports, right? Like we love the, the narrative, right? Like it's a story about the season, you know, getting to know the players, your favorite players. And we're not getting that in men's, you know, um NCAA right now right um it started with the one and done right like that's kind of uh I guess the first kind of time people were really like you know commenting on just what the stars of and how it's affecting March Madness and you know the ultimate final four and you know the, the product and then now you're having like um the opportunity for these guys not even to go to college right and we've had this conversation plenty of times on the show um you know what what that does what that means for them the you know the individual and then what it means for the game and i think we're starting to see some of those um those outside or other elements affect what the product is for the final four i kind of see both sides of the coin on this okay. uh you know being a guy that played out of a smaller division one the big sky conference it's kind of it was it is kind of cool to see you know a mountain west team um uh, a conference USA team in the final four. 
uh-huh. um, opposed to the same, you know, SEC, ACC, uh, Big 12, whatever the case may be. Um, I thought that was kind of cool, and that's kind of a unique point, uh, you know, for, for basketball fans that care to that degree. Well, and um, then with those with those conferences that you're mentioning, those are the guys that are staying the three and four years, right? Yeah. I mean, and those are the guys probably most likely that maybe they are transferring in or maybe they've got a little more consistency with the new transfer portal thing where guys are building a little chemistry a little longer. Maybe it's one to two to three years as opposed to, you know, you're having a full eight to nine new people on the team uh, every year for some of the bigger schools. And I think that's kind of been consistent. Uh, with the one and done kind of error, um, it's right. just kind of a new, new version of <laughs> um, new process, new right? Process. Kind of- yeah, you know what I mean. So uh, we'll see. I, I, we'll, we'll see. I, I do say, I mean, and this even happened on the women's side is that it's easier. Maybe not easier is the word to say for it, but teams and and programs can turn over rather quickly, right? So, yeah. I mean, I've seen some. You know, I've been on my a CU thing for a while since Coach Prime, but even watching their basketball, they got certain people that are, you know, certain names that are interested in the university that normally weren't there uh, when it comes to, like, Colorado basketball. So, I, I don't know. Maybe they could be a Sweet 16 team next year out of nowhere. And that's – I think that's exciting for just a college sport fan in general, uh, right. if, if we want to be honest. And shout-out to Josh, man. FDM or FD. Fairly Dickerson, University FDU, my bad. The, the team, the 16th seed that uh, uh, beat Purdue uh, this year was the second 16th seed to beat Purdue. Uh, Josh just got announced as a uh, assistant coach on their on their new staff. So, congratulations to you, little bro. Proud of you, man. Absolutely, gotta give the love to bro. Um, but that's also when you talk about Colorado, that's the prime effect. That's a whole nother element. Exactly. <laughs> that's happening all right so let's get to what we came here to talk about man let's talk about the ladies man um the women's um basketball has really taken a a, a amazing trajectory um it's been growing maybe in silence for a while um i think there's been some other conversations that were that that were kind of brought to to light and i'll probably share those as well um you know as it comes up in the conversation but um they're trending the right way. I mean, ever since we went into social media, right, we saw some of the inequalities uh, that were going on uh, with the weight rooms that we talked about um, in our last uh, live show last month as well. All right. But uh, just let's start with the numbers, right? You know, the numbers the numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie, as Wayne used to say. Um, even in their final four, they were breaking records as far as, like, you know, anywhere from, like, five to six million watchers during the two final four games mm-hmm. to ultimately crushing it um in the championship game with over like nine point something viewer million and then uh i think 12 at the highest peak but just on average consistently man they've, they've been killing it man and you know the product on the court is showing that as well yeah i think uh what we just kind of touched on the women's final four probably hit all four or you know some of the the big topics that you typically, you know, to the casual viewer, you got a dominant team. Uh, South Carolina came into the uh, final four with 40 straight wins or something, you know, crazy like that. And then even, right. you know, their head coach is a name that you recognize <laughs> from, from whooping on Martin, if that's a minimum that you recognize her from <laughs> uh, Don Staley, but right. like, you know that, and there's Kim Mulkey, who's been a, 
you know, a pretty, you know, winning coach in women's basketball for a long time, a, a central figure. Um, and yes, you know, played at Louisiana Tech when Louisiana Tech was the dominant team. And then uh, with those ugly T-shirt jerseys, I'm glad they got rid of them. And then obviously was a coach with, uh, you know, Brittany Griner, who's had her own, you know, set of news uh, on and off the court. And Odyssey Sims, who's was a really good player uh, for Baylor and then uh, in the W. Um, so you have those those elements. And then um, obviously you you have Caitlin Clark, however you feel about her. Or she's been kind of an intriguing star over the last couple of years, just by the way she plays. Um, and then. The all Steph right. Curry. <laughs> She's the Steph Curry. So let's jump back before we get too deep into like all the players, because I think that's, you know, you're you're leading right into kind of, I believe, you know, like you said, the narrative or all the things that we said was missing from the men's game. Um, you know, it's like knowing the pl players like um, Caitlin. So uh, the teams that were in there was uh, South Carolina, um, uh, Iowa, Ver uh, I miss, uh, LSU, and mm -hmm. uh, Virginia Tech. Right. And just some of those matchups, right? Like you said, you, you led into the stories and just now you get into like the individual players and then, you know, um, what they've been doing in the NIL, right? Like, so they've been crushing the NIL with, you know, the deals that they've been having um, all of their top players on all, on all four of the teams. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are taking that next step uh, when we're talking about, you know, in the draft and, you 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 brought up when we were doing like our pre-show stuff um a dope rule that I don't I didn't know and I'm pretty sure like a lot of our listeners would know. So talk to them about kind of um what their next step process is for them. Yeah, I I think when you think of some of the dominant players, uh, you know, including Angel Reese, we'll we'll talk more about who's the most outstanding player the one of the final four. You got to say, like, uh, you know, why Why don't a lot of uh, young ladies go pro or go to the W um, sooner? Um, kind of like we're talking on the man's side. Um, and, and outside of it being maybe even financially better to stay in college for, for her and some other players, they have a rule where uh, either you're graduating senior or you have to turn 22 in the calendar year of the draft. So, um, you know, while Angel is a sophomore, I mean, it's, she's currently 21. She won't be turning 22 till next year, so she wouldn't be eligible. And that's the same for Caitlin as well, which makes it intriguing 2024 draft when you throw in them and uh, old girl from UConn, I, I got to get her name, uh, Paige. Um, that would all be eligible for the draft next year. So interesting. Very intriguing. interesting, man. Um, but, yeah, so – and we're getting to know their names, right, whether it's NIL, whether it's – you talk about, like, Flaugier, if I probably butchered her name, that's what I do, I butcher names. But, like, she's a rapper <laughs> and a hooper, right? Like, you know, they're doing the story about, like, how she became a rapper and how she's taking that serious. I think she's, like, signed to, I don't know, Rock Nation or something like that. So it's these stories that you're getting, and you're getting the top players, right? So, you know, Caitlin Clark was the player of the year you know, for, mm -hmm. for, for them. So all of those things are just helping, you know, to, to, to tell that storyline and just to grow the game, you know? So I sat and watched both of the fun, like they were great games. Like you sat down, you watch it. And I still believe like the women's game is still traditional basketball, right? Like, um, you know, just fundamentals still, um, <laughs> uh, which, bro. You know, I mean, some of that, like, 
They hooping, so let me not be. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. I'm not saying anything, so I'm about to get some some slander but. for, for this. <laughs> but there is one thing in the girl and the women's and game that I, I would love to see change. It has nothing to do with dunking. It doesn't have anything to do with pay. It doesn't have anything to do with that. They, I like how they play basketball. I'm actually, I'm really a a, a big fan of how they play basketball. Uh-huh. But that entry pass from the top of the key through the middle of the lane of paint to a post player we got to start deflecting balls we got to redirect that 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 can that cannot be a pass you're able to make that smoothly uh, and that often at, at, a, at, a, <laughs> at a high level like we we have to be able to play some better defense to that ball pressure all that kind of i don't know what we got to do hey hold on what about your girl that was scoring almost like 20 points and didn't dribble but once <laughs> the whole fucking we final four simple entry passes under the basket Straight George Mike and post move right hand layup run back like come on we gotta we gotta pressure the the point guard a little bit to make that Bruh, pass a little tougher. In the tourney she had less than ten dribbles. <laughs> I'm talking about chest pass from the three point line straight in the middle of the paint, no deflection layup. Like come on guys, we gotta, <laughs> gotta shut that down. We gotta shut that down. That can't happen anymore. So that's the one thing that I, I have to see change. What um. Were you surprised that um, SC didn't make it? Uh, who didn't make it? South Carolina. Uh, yes, very, very, very surprised. But um, you know, back to the, the to the coaching piece, I, w- I was a little disappointed in uh, Don Staley, and you know, not only is she a good recruiter, she's a, you know good exes and old coach, but we got to make some adjustments. I, I mean. So you can't have somebody just sitting in the paint, not guarding anybody. We're not making right. any adjustments. So I, I was disappointed in that. So I was with sure. Bobby Steele's in Houston. We were down. We went to uh, the Final Four game, but uh, we were having that. We got some wings. While he always <laughs> on me on some wings. I know y'all's eating. <laughs> yeah, he actually found us. But we had stuffed wings, so that's a whole uh, other okay. thing. Oh, yeah, he, okay. he he fancy with it. So um, but we were talking about that, right? Like the um, just the, the non-adjustment, and of course both games even the men's games right they were the the referees were a little bit um too much in the games um so i think that affected some of the outcomes when you when you have all of your starting players like sitting down with with foul trouble i agree that's that that was a little much so that did change some of the course of the game but it was kind of you know really wanting down to like (laughs) stop those passes but just some other things that they could have done um to where they weren't respecting the three you know, it's like, shoot, you got all these big girls down there, like, you know, let them, let somebody shoot, pull the rebound, you know? And it looks like that's what LSU did, right? Because Iowa attempted to do the same thing, and um, that freshman got hot. She, she, she dropped, like, 21. Yeah, a little bit of a different different beast against LSU. A little bit. Um, so but still, it, you got to shoot, though. Like, I mean, like, when 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 she, when she fanned her, like, oh, I don't even respect your shot up top, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she put a little. You got to do something there. about that. Correct. Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was, I was disappointed in that, but I think you hit a really good point um, about the officiating the NCAA tournaments on both sides. I just, it really bothers me, uh, and anybody that knows me knows how much I complain about officials and how they just dictate college basketball on both sides of the coin. Maybe you got to go up in fouls. Maybe instead of having five fouls, maybe we do six fouls. But there's too many tournament games that are decided because the best player on some other team is in foul trouble. 
just because the refs are taught calling ticky tack. So we we they gotta fix that. Absolutely. So, you know, tournament's over. You know, we turn the clock and you know the WNBA draft's right around the corner, right? Like I think it's um was it April tenth, eleventh, something like that. So it's coming, it's coming right around the corner. So it's gonna be interesting. You know, some of these um ladies have already declared. Uh so it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see where they land, what what um you know, WNBA team, you know, they they fall in. Um, still want to see the WNBA expand so we can have more of these talented young ladies um, on some teams. But I'm excited to kind of um, watch that because I think we talked. Um, uh, Malia Boston, uh, she declared, right? You said when we when we looked that up in a pre. She did, and you know Indiana Fever has the number one pick, so highly likely that she would be the the first player picked in the draft this year, uh, as well as she should. She deserves it. So excited to see that. So let's be um it's gonna be good, man. But love to see where the direction is going. We could do a whole nother show if we talk about the money because uh the 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 rights deal that they did for the women is gonna bite them in the ass because it's it's an amazing asset that they um they they placed improperly. Um, you know, they didn't evaluate it properly and it's gonna hurt them for a few. So um, you know, hopefully they can kind of with other sponsors and other interests, you know, they can kind of continue to grow. And get the support for those, you know, for those schools and for that amazing product that they're putting out. Yeah. So, all right, man. Anything else for the people, man? Before we jump out and get out of here? Yeah. Before we go, I mean, I, I think, and it's been a hot topic of late, was kind of the trash talk or <laughs> sportsmanship or whatever you want to call it, gestures from, uh, you know, the athletes. Where I, you know, more than a, a race thing, and we can get into a you know, a deeper dive into <laughs> why it's cool for <laughs> for Caitlin to do the same thing that um, Angel did and, and, and it's been viewed a different way. And we mm-hmm. we know there's many historical reasons behind that. But I'd be glad when we get to a place uh, with women's sports where we can um, <laughs> we just stop viewing like they're athletes, like like across the board, like athletes talk noise. That's just what happens. That's that's part of the competition. That's a competitive. Yeah, and I just like we we don't we don't do that. If it was if it was two males that were in that same situation, I don't think we're leading off uh you know, first take and undisputed with that topic. I think we're just talking about the game and the results of the game and we lost the fact that LSU uh won the national championship and uh and Kim Mulkey is you know third all-time leading uh you know championship winner as a as a coach and first woman to win at two different universities like we just missed a lot of the storylines that we could have focused on to talk about trash talking <laughs> whose feelings were hurt or not hurt like i mean they're they're athletes and they're competing let's let's get let's 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 keep the focus on that it would have been nice and i was like debating because i had this down and since you brought it up i think it was bs man i i do feel that like there's certain things that, that there's ways you discuss it and, and, and people calling her classless and like attacking, right? Like there's ways that you can do it. Um, and I just think that it, it definitely became, you know, a cultural thing where it was, you know, a black and white thing, you know, what is what it came down to. Um, you know, it was a majority black team versus, you know, a majority white team, a down South team. It's like, it, it's still here, right? Like Kanye always says it, man, racism in live, <laughs> y'all just be concealing it. So, um, 
I mean, David Portnoy or Portnoy, whatever the the barstool dude, barstool guy. Yeah, you know who went off, um, you know, and called her out her name. Keith Oberman, come on, Keith, bro. Keith, you know, and Danny then Cannell, like y'all. Yeah, just people just w- was going in on you know this young lady, right? Like that's an amazing basketball player, and would have been any different if they lost. Like it's just it's just too much for me, man. And I just all the memes and all the talks is definitely. And then to top it all off, our first lady says, let's invite both teams. And like you said, like, I don't think she did it maliciously. I don't know, but I think it's back to where I was saying that you just, (laughs) you have to be aware. And sometimes people have the luxury of not being aware, right? Um, Sometimes the position of power or who you are allows you not to, have to pay attention and it causes real serious backlash for sure and then you know the <laughs> yeah I, it's it's oftentimes in or it's not often in today's world when we talk about basketball and uh particularly football which we kind of talk about mostly here where you <laughs> see the image of uh, one side is all black and one side is <laughs> you know mostly white you don't really see that image so i guess looking at it uh Maybe that popped up a little bit for people that it, I, I don't know. I just saw it as two competitors competing, whether they talk noise or not. I mean, who cares? Like, come on, man. We 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 talking a little bit too much about nonsense. Let's talk about the game and so. Let's talk about the game. Absolutely, very much so. But you know that was that was a a thing that we're in that climate that we're in. You know, it's still it's still there, and people feel a certain way about it, right? Like. Some people just just hate on people that that are at the top. That's true too. That's true too. Um, I mean, uh, it's, it gets lonely on top. So it's, it's <laughs> facts, right? You, you got to pull folks down that are on top, which is which is cool. And I think uh, 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 Caitlin, even today, she was like, "I don't, I don't really care." Like you know, I, I love the way she handled it. Like, yeah, and Angel the same way. It's like all respect off the court. Like we good. But you lost and I won. So I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> right. And that's all it should be. Like, it is. And, and I think that's the problem with people that, you know, are outside that don't understand sports culture. Like, they love, like, I don't want to say love, I want to speak, but they respect her. Like, I'm tr- I can't think of the guard for LSU. It was, I just saw a clip of her. It was like, oh my God, yo, that's great. She's a dog. She's a beast. Like, you know, respect the game, but I'm going to bust your ass when we're on the court. And yeah. that is sports culture culture right like it is i mean dion talks cash money stuff but you know of course they didn't have as many cameras and mics and everything on the bill back then but like that is always sports culture and people need to not judge people or or classify people or or pigeonhole people into some identity because galen talks trash because she's a beast on the on the court you know she told someone they were small she fanned off somebody and i was like yo i like that that's Cause she's a beast. It was hell. She pulled a damn thirty-five footer off to start to fight the championship game. Like yeah. she's a beast, and like the fact that you had other people pushing that narrative because it is a thought that they, you know, that they kind of brought to. Yeah. Ask what the, what was just the game? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not a new <laughs> conversation. I mean, Serena Williams had to deal with this for two decades, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I mean, I. I Prayfully, we can get past that part of the competition, but you know, I don't know if we, we will. Like I said, 
Serena Williams been dealing with this, right? So it is what it is. They they propped up Maria Shower Pover just just cause. So yeah, whatever. Just we're getting off on a tangent, like man. But that's what it is, right? That I mean, and that's sad, but that's what we that's why we have this, right? Because you know, people people um need to see and, and be highlighted and not talk negatively. You know, she's an amazing person. She's done great NIL deals. She's handled that. I mean, even um, Don Staley was talking about like people talking bad about their, her, their kids. You know, she's like, these are kids playing basketball. And for you to talk dirty to them, calling them thugs and stuff like that, because they play a, a bully ball game. Like that's, that's a type of game bully ball, right? Like I'm going to beat you up in the paint. I'm going to, but that doesn't make them classless. It doesn't. So no, it doesn't. It just needs you need to put some ball pressure on the guard so we can't do these damn entry passes in the middle of the paint. That, that fixes all that. Damn. So that's what it is, man. But yeah, you're right, man. We're going on on a tangent, man. But but it, but the fact that we're speaking about it is because it's there, right? Correct. Um, other than that, such a great kind of weekend, and it's great to see the, the the women's game, you know, going to where it's going. And also uh, looking forward to seeing what the WNBA uh, draft um, has and, and where these stars are going in the next couple of years. So uh, anything else for him, MH? Nah, brother. My bad. No, man. <laughs> You're all good. Well, as always, man, we want to uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, as you know, we drop new episodes every Thursday. So please, please share the show. Subscribe. Um, uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube because visual representation matters. And uh, we're everywhere on all of our social media platforms and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Yo, yo, look, look, shoot me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, spat bouts, racks, on handmade new rags. Shoot me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, that's everybody from sports to college class to rap and rap.